Hi, welcome to today's episode of FNF Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the FBI origination and the seal of it. <coughs> Al Capone and J. Edgar Hoover's childhood, adolescence years, and his death, and some fun facts at the end. John Edgar Hoover joined the Justice Department in 1917. He was named the director in 1924. The bureau changed and regrouped in 1935 under the Federal Bureau of under the name of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He remained the director until his death on May 2, 1972. A Quaker had a seal for the FBI made in 1935. And Special Agent Leo Gothier made a new one in 1940 based on the original one made in 1935. Some of the main meanings of the symbols and colors are the 13 stars for the 13 original states and colonies, Two branches with 46 leaves for the states when founded in 1948. The red f- stands for courage and strength and the shield on the middle of. The white stands for truth and peace. People mistook the FBI and called it the Crime Bureau or Identification Bureau. The FBI's motto is Fidelity, Bravery, and Integrity. They chose it because of the acronym. It- starts with F, B, and I. Some important timeline years are 1935 when they established a National Police Academy that still goes to today. In 1941, they created a disaster squad to help with identifying people in a plane and other crashes. In 1950, they initiated the 10 Most Wanted Fugitives program to raise awareness on deadly criminals which still goes today and is how they caught the 9-11 bomber. Some things that the FBI solved. Who killed JFK? Who killed Emmett Till and how he died? Who was originally behind the KK killings, violence, and crimes? The burning of Mississippi. Who was behind 9-11 and how how many people were killed, hurt, etc. They caught Bonnie and Clyde, and they caught El Capone. In the next segment, Wyatt's going to talk about El Capone and how the FBI caught him. So in sixth grade, this kid named Al Capone quit school. Then, no kidding, he went straight to a street gang. Now, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I have a question for you. Do you know what a racketeer is? If you do, tell it to yourself or if anyone's sitting by you. You probably got it right, but if you didn't, a racketeer attempts to obtain money or property from another person, 
usually from in intimidation or force. The term is typically associated with organized crime. The law in the government defines 35 defense, 35 different, not defense, 35 different offenses, offense, he didn't soccer terms mixed up, offenses that constitute racketeering in the U.S. The list includes many things like gambling, kidnapping, murdering, arson, drug dealing, and bribery. Al Capone has had many experiences in court, but this specific one in March of 1929, Al Capone gets subpoenaed to court and he doesn't show. Probably because he was out bootlegging her, but you can't say that for sure. His doctor said it was from bronchial pneumonia, but whoever knows. When he did show, he gave his testimony to the court and jury. I guess the court is kind of jury, but besides the point, when he left to go back to where he was before, he got arrested for contempt, which is basically disobedience or disrespect to the court. He posted a $5,000 bond and was released from their custody. Later, in 1931, same thing happened. He got arrested, and he was sentenced to six months. Whenever Al Capone was in prison, he basically did everything he could to get out, so being responsible, not trying to escape, and having good behavior. And so, he was sentenced to six months. He served the whole six months. But in May 1929, he, him, Al Capone, and his bodyguard, named not known, were said, they were arrested for carrying deadly weapons. He was sentenced to a year in prison. So basically, he had good behavior, and he was let out after nine months. The final arrest. Do 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 do. The FBI couldn't find substantial evidence in the 1930s con to convict Al Capone of being a bootlegger, but they knew he was, but they couldn't find evidence to prove that. The Al, the Al Capone searched every basically everything in his houses and apartments to f try and find evidence, like his like his um what are they called? Uh, his ledgers. There we go. They they searched in his ledgers for his store because he owned like a little drugstore. But they couldn't find anything. They just found regular old letters. So finally, they went to the government and asked the government if he was paying his income tax or any taxes or any bills. And they said he wasn't paying his income tax. And they knew that you could get arrested and convicted for not paying your income tax. And they found out that he wasn't paying his income tax for a really long time. And so, then they finally got him. He probably didn't even realize that they'd... He probably just thought they'd caught him for being a bootlegger. But, nope. He wasn't paying his income tax and being a good person. I mean, he wasn't a good person, but not in that way. Through his years, Al Capone went to Alcatraz prison and many, many other horrible prisons. When Alcatraz was open, and you, it was basically a museum... You can go into Al Capone's 
cell. And it was basically like a little home. It was like a fireplace and chair and radio. He probably got all that stuff because of good behavior. Al Capone died in 1947 while he was still in prison because of his health, which had not been very good or sufficient for his body for his whole life. But throughout Al Capone's whole life, he had many arrests and police interactions. J. Edgar Hoover J. J. Edgar Hoover shaped the FBI in the image of his own self-discipline and patriotism. J. Edgar Hoover directed the brew into secret and illegal domestic surveillance because of his conservative patriotism and paranoia. By the time J. Edgar Hoover was 24 in 1919, he headed the radical division in the Justice Department, overseeing the Palmerids that Palmerids that cracked down on the supposed foreign subversives. 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 I cannot speak today. Also in 1919, women got the right to vote after a long, hard fight, starting with Susan B. Anthony. J. Edgar Hoover named the Bureau of Investigation to the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Oh, just the government type. But the Federal Bureau of Investigation acronym is FBI, throwing it on the today. During World War II, Hoover's brew took much of the responsibility for investigating espionage as home as, as well as abroad. The Central Intelligence Agency, Agency CIA, did not exist at the time. So fun facts about Hoover is that his birth certificate was not filled until he was 43 years old in 1938. At the age of 14, he went to see the Wright brothers fly their new airplane. He even met Orville Wright. Hoover played a major role in helping Senator Joseph McCarthy expose potential communists during the Second Red Scare. He was awarded an honorary knighthood by King George VI of the United Kingdom. The FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. is named the, Ed the J. Edgar Hoover Building. After him, J. Edgar Hoover died. J. Edgar Hoover died when he was 77 because of a heart attack. He also died in his home in Washington D.C. The date of his death was May 2nd, 1972. Edgar Hoover's full name was John Edgar Hoover. He was born on January 1st, 1895 in Washington, D.C. He lived in a neighborhood known as Seward Square that was just behind the Capitol. His parents' names were Dickerson Hoover and Annie Hoover. His father also worked for the Coast Guard while having a second job as a servant. His mother just worked as a servant. He lived with his mom up until she died in 1938, and he lived with her because he favored her. They were in 
the house at Seward Square until she died. She was 42 when she died. He has two sisters and one brother, and unfortunately, his second sister died at the age of 13. He joined the debate team when he was in high school, and the debate team was undefeated. He joined the team to get over his stuttering, and while he was on the team, he got the nickname Speed from doing so. He graduated as valedictorian of his class in 1913. He wanted to go to the University of Virginia, but he couldn't get a scholarship to go because he did not have enough money. He knew that he wanted to go into politics, so he got a job at the Library of Congress, and he attended night classes at the George Washington University Law School. He earned his LLB and his LLM through this school. Some additional things are that his <coughs> both of his siblings moved out when he was really young, leaving him alone with just his parents. He was very engaged in politics even at a young age. He kept a daily and weekly writing journal and newsletter and gave it out to his neighborhoods. He excelled in school, got all good grades, and he was a member of his high school's cadet corps, which was a junior ROTC program. His hobbies during this time were playing golf, fishing, and watching horse races nearby in Maryland. He loved to do this, to blow off steam, and to spend his extra time. The next segment will be some fun facts about Edgar Hoover. Next, here are some fun facts about John Edgar Hoover. John Edgar Hoover's birth certificate was not filed until he was 43 years old. This was in 1938. At the age of 14, he went to see the Wright brothers fly their new airplane. He even met Orville Wright. Edgar Hoover played a major role in helping Senator Joseph McCarthy expose potential communists during the Second Red Scare. He was awarded an honorary knighthood by King George VI of the United Kingdom. The FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. is named the J. Edgar Hoover Building after John Edgar Hoover. Well, that's it for today's episode on FNF Podcast. Hope to see you soon.